Terminator Genesis sucks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The end. All right. Cool. Let's break. Okay. I'm, I'm down. No, it's really sucked, though. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it had a couple good throwbacks. That's all I'd say about it. That's that's its redeeming quality. And Arnold smiling awkwardly. Nope. No? You nope. didn't even like that part? Nope. I was not a fan. Oh. I was not a fan of Arnold smiling like he's demented. It's supposed to be like... Like, that's the bad thing about it. Tried to say, like, hey, we're movie one and two, but you're not. You're just, like, a shitty reboot. You have our old Arnold. And then, like, wax face Arnold. You have three Arnolds, though. That's and then, the like, little part. kid Arnold. And, yeah. Yeah, you have young Arnold, who's supposed to be Terminator 1 Arnold. Then you have middle-aged Arnold, who is the robot that fights the young Arnold. Then you have old Arnold in the future. Well, you have four Arnolds, then. What, what do you mean? There was one that rescued Sarah Connor. Oh, in, you're like, right. You're right. So there are four I th- Arnolds. I didn't think you were counting the middle-aged Arnold that went to old Arnold. but yeah. I'm counting middle-aged Arnold only because he knows how to make a time machine in his garage. Yeah, that seemed very Tony Stark-esque. Like, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're like a Terminator designed for like killing, killing people. Killing people, right. And you just like, hey, I know how to make this time machine. Despite like just being like this little like peon. Like, okay, so... They have all these Terminators in the future. It's like overrun and shit. And they send like one Terminator back. And for some reason, that one knows how to build a time machine. Oh, it's not. That isn't the same Terminator, I guess, that they sent back. They said it's, oh, somebody sent me back, but I don't know who. Classified. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently I read afterwards, this is planning to be on a trilogy if it's like, doesn't bomb. But, you know. Let's not, not bomb. Count on it's that. making money. It's making money, unfortunately. It's making money, so we'll be able to find out who sent him back. I predict it's John Connor's son from an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. After he failed to rescue Romulus from a supernova by not injecting the red matter into the core of the star. Yeah, sounds plausible, honestly. No, that's what this is. It hit me when I was watching. I thought, wow, this is this is JJ two thousand nine Star Trek. Mm, yeah. Where like they're just they're going back and pressing the reset button, but they're doing it like in the well, time travel would inherently change the reality we're in, so it's different. But it's kind of the same. And it just has a bunch of like throwbacks like, oh hey, there's Spock. Hey, there's Arnold. Hey, it's pretty this, much. Hey, yeah. It's totally the same movie. Hey, remember this? Yeah. These guys sound familiar. I I don't know. I think we could probably go through it in order, but I'll I'll just start by saying that one of the things that irked me and confused me is that if you're, they spent all this time like rebuilding that Terminator 1 scene where the punks are out for the walk oh, yeah. and they're confronting Arnold, but well, they don't even bother like doing a basic check to make sure the guys look the same as the punks from the original movie. Well, that's what was bothering me. Like, So when the movie started, it's like, okay, Kyle, you have to go back in time. And then like, I'm thinking back, like, this guy doesn't even remind me of what Kyrie's looked like when I saw Terminator no, he doesn't look anything like Michael Bean. And, like, I'm like, okay, that's just weird. And then, like, you know, Danny comes on, and she's, like, supposed to be Sarah Connor. I'm like, oh, wait, Amelia Clark, whatever, you know. But she's supposed to be Sarah Connor. I'm like, okay, that definitely doesn't look like Sarah Connor. You, you look even... different. What? You look different. Well, 
Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with you. But I mean, you don't even get an actress that looks like them or like tries to get like same like hairstyle. Like that was real bothering me. Like Calrie's his face or hair didn't look at all like him. But whatever. Yeah, I know. And Linda Hamilton and Amelia Clark don't look anything alike either. Don't worry about it. Just buy your popcorn. Okay. Well, I'll get Junior Mints instead. I had popcorn last week. Oh, okay. Buy lots of them. <laughs> Sabaro. Yeah, buy an extra large deep dish pizza. You're going to need it. I don't think Sabaro does deep dish, do they? I don't know. It's a fucking movie theater. I'm sure they have a deep dish they option. They do anything with grease. Yeah. Okay. Just a solid layer of grease in the pizza pie. And just like, as you're like watching the movie, it solidifies into like this film on top. Right. And yep. you can use your commemorative Terminator like toy claw hand to scrape it off. And then eat off the claw hand? Yeah, you're going to lick the fingers on the claw hand. That's where all the grease goes. Oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I was cool with this movie until about 35 minutes in. Is that when they went back in time? Or the future went back to the past before they went to the future again? Was it when they went back to the 80s? Their, their first... When it went back to the 80s, I'm like, okay, this is just kind of dumb at this point. All right, the first part, like, where they're doing the raid on Skynet's time facility or whatever, that was cool. Well, I could excuse that because I'm like, oh, this is all, like, new stuff. Like, they're, you know, fighting the machines and whatnot. And then I saw, like... Because, okay, say, so just going into this, I hadn't seen any trailers or anything for this. I just was like, oh, hey, there's a new Terminator movie coming out. I somehow hid myself from any trailers. So, like... I was aware there was going to be old Arnold and whatnot in there, but I'm like, oh, cool. It's like, you know, Arnold stepping into the time travel thing. And like, this is how it all happens. It's like, all right, you have to go back and change it. And then when it started just saying like, oh, hey, there's a liquid Terminator and like all this other stuff that looks cool that you remember as a kid or whenever you saw this, I'm like, okay, you're just throwing flashy things at my eyes at this point. Like, it, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean... Let's talk about Liquid Terminator for a second, though. Oh, the Asian Liquid Terminator? Liquid Chinese guy? Yeah. I Fine, whatever, but... A Liquid Terminator goes back to kill Kyrie's fine. But he's a cop. He's dressed as a cop. And the reason that the T-1000 dressed up as a cop in Terminator 2 is because it wanted to get into the police car to use the police computer to find John Connor because he was a little punk. Why is Asian Liquid Terminator dressed like a cop if he's just driving, you know, his dump truck thing? Well, Asian I, Liquid Terminator was doing a patrol around the streets and found Kauri stealing some dude's pants. But, I mean, did he know he was going to be there? Did he dress up like a cop on purpose? If he knew well, he was going to be there, shouldn't he have Terminator been the bomb? Well, he stole some ho- the homeless guy's pants, yeah, right? Yeah, but if the, if the robot knows he's going to be there and is patrolling for him, shouldn't he just be the bum? Um... Just stab him real quick. No, no, no. But they establish (laughs) in the other Terminator movies that they don't exactly know when and where things are going to happen. They just have a rough idea. Like in the first movie, he Arnold doesn't know what Sarah Connor looks like, right? So he's going through the phone book and killing everybody named Sarah Connor. I think that explains the T-1000 not being right at the exact place that Kyle Reese appears. But he more or less was. Yeah, but it makes sense to me that like he would be bar. in. He would have some idea of where that's going to be because they know they're going to like 1984 Los Angeles, and potentially because of this movie um, and John Connor being turned into like the fucking like Robo T three thousand thing, 
that means that Skynet might have knowledge of where all this happened because it now has access to John Connor's knowledge. See, so you get all this circular logic going, and that might be the case. But I, I buy it that the T-1000 was driving around, and I also buy it that he would assume the identity of a police officer because then you get access to information that normal people wouldn't have access to, and you're also a symbol of authority, so nobody's going to question you. Nope. Absolutely not. I thought that this guy actually did a pretty decent job of playing a T-1000. I thought he did he did a really good job. I, I got a different sense of... Uh, he was much, I guess, I, a, a sensual take on the T-1000 than Robert Patrick, who was kind of just, you know, all business. But this guy, I like how he, like, rolls his fingers along the, you know, the street to pick up the pieces of himself that fell off the, the back of Arnold's van and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, he did a really good job in the store, too. Nope. This is just another, hey, remember this. I kind of like that little addition that, like, I don't remember in the second Terminator, could he, like, throw off pieces of his body and use that to track? Or is that something they just added in this movie? They They show him... They they show the T one thousand in Terminator two gets thrown off of their police car, mm-hmm. and he walks up and reabsorbs pieces of himself that fell off the car. Okay, but he didn't actually have a hand stuck onto the side of the car. No, that he used to like track them, like yeah, dog it, sniffing style. But something. it is feasible that if a piece of him were left behind, that he might be able to know where that piece is in relation to where he is. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think it's he possible. wasn't made with magnets, so like, it's it's a stretch. Unlike John Connor, who was made with magnets. I like, you know, I disagree <laughs> with you guys a little bit in that I like this movie up until the point where they did the first time jump to 2017. They used Arnold's basement time machine because I thought that the the stuff in the future in 2029 was really cool because that is a plot point that has been teased in every other Terminator movie, and now we finally got to see it, the final battle with Skynet that they talk about in all the other movies and show you little clips of. So that was really neat. I liked the time facility. Um, I was intrigued by John Connor getting attacked when Kyle was going through the time portal just because I didn't know what was going to happen at that point. I, I criticized them for uh, criminal underuse of Matt Smith, who's a great actor, but still I was, I was like, okay, what the hell's going to happen? And I kind of like the battle with, um, the original Arnold Terminator. I didn't like the stupid scene with the, the punk guys. And then well, you're talking about the one where it's, uh, middle-aged Arnold versus young Arnold versus Sarah Connor sniper. Yes. I, I don't, I didn't like them trying to recreate the punk scene and saying, you know, give me your clothes and all that shit. Well, that's the thing that really bothered me. They tried to recreate a lot of scenes from the first Terminator and a lot of those attempts kind of fell flat on their face. Like, well, the actual fight between middle-aged Arnold and the young Arnold Terminator was, was pretty decent. I just wish that instead of trying to recreate the other parts of T1, they would have just had the young Arnold Terminator come through the time vortex and then Arnold just be there with the shotgun and be like, hi, blast him or something and have the battle commence. That would have been 
would have been a better way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think... Now that you're saying that, I, it'd be actually a pretty funny scene if, like, before even, like, you know, young Arnold comes in through, like, the time bubble, that the guy, like, jumps out of the truck because he sees, like, you know, mid-eight Arnold standing there with a shotgun, and then the time bubble comes. Yeah, or middle-aged Arnold's the guy in the truck or something, you know? Yeah. Something like that. And you can tell uh, that this movie was made by people who are Terminator fans because they try to do these homages to the other um, episodes in the series so often throughout the movie. But you're right, just so many of them don't work or they fall flat or they're just come off as disrespectful. I just thought they should have just cut out a little bit of that scene and it still would have been good. And I totally believe her shooting the Arnold guy with a depleted uranium slug or something, and that would take him out for a while because she knows where his power cell is because old Arnold has told her all this stuff. So why did Skynet send back an Arnold and a liquid Chinese Terminator? I'm assuming that it's it sent well, back... It, it sent back Arnold initially. Yeah. And then it, you know, took over John Connor. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, it sent back Kyle Reese as well. So we have to send back a second Terminator T-1000 to take care of Kyle Reese. And then the first Terminator should take care of Sarah Connor but they didn't expect there to be some Arnold that saved Sarah Connor like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. But shouldn't they have then sent the liquid Chinese Terminator back to the same point as Arnold? They Or if they learned from John Connor the course of events, couldn't they have just sent the liquid Chinese Terminator back farther in time? But at that point, John Connor's version of events was still the original timeline. It never, it didn't change until after all those guys were sent back. So they yeah, completely I, erased the, the existing timeline. I, I passed Temporal Mechanics at Starfleet Academy. I know what I'm talking about, but it's just strange to me that they're going to send back their Arnold robot, but then they know how everything turns out from John Connor, and they send back the, the liquid Chinese Terminator to just drive a cop car around in a circle. They just exploit their foreknowledge a little better. I'm just saying, if you know how things turn out, you can probably make a better guess, because John Connor's not 12 years old and is not going to break his mom out of an insane asylum. That happened to Terminator 2. Yeah. Well, wait, so Sarah Connor, wasn't she the one that told John Connor? Oh, wait, was it Arnold in the second movie, or Kyle in the first one that told Sarah about everything that happened up until that point, right? We mean everything that happened. Kyle Reese gives her like an overview of the future, yeah. Okay, okay. I was trying to remember when that happened, how John knew everything that happened up until the point where Kyle went back in time. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying, though. If you take all that knowledge in, then your best plan is to send back Liquid Chinese Terminator to drive in a cop car in a circle. I mean, I, again, it just fell. Like, maybe it's like Lohan... Terminator yeah. resources. I, I think know. it makes sense that they would have sent another Terminator back to take care of Kyle Reese, and they probably it makes sense they would have sent back their best prototype, or, which they said the T-1000 was at that point. Why not Matt Smith, then? Because he is Skynet. He's got stuff to do in the future. 
So grab another resistance member, make him into another John Connor. I'm just trying to. Well, think. no, no, they, they just... actually covered that they couldn't do more than just John Connor, apparently, because you know it drove people insane to be turned into giant magnet robots. Yeah, but I'm just, that just seems like you're writing that on the script to avoid the question. Yes, that they are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it makes any sense. I can't defend it. What doesn't like make that... sense? A That's... lot of. Like, Skynet learns all this shit, and then they send back the original Arnold, knowing how that played out. Well, no, they sent back the original I, I, yeah. Arnold without knowing how it played out. And then they catch out. John Connor, and then they figure out, like, oh, that's how that probably went down. So we should send back, you know, T-1000 to get him. Oh, but let's just put him in the general vicinity. Like, if you have the knowledge of, like, what's going on. But it goes back to the whole thing. They appear somewhere random-ish. They appear like, oh, they appear in LA, or in San Francisco or wherever, but in a certain year, in a certain time, but they don't know where. So they appeared in, like, the middle of a freeway. It's not like they appeared like, oh, hey, you're going to appear in, like, you know, a nice hotel room, like, and land on a soft bed. Right. Even when, even when Skynet acquired all that knowledge from John Connor after it assimilated him, John Connor never knew where Reese was going to show up in Los Angeles in 1994 because not even Sarah Connor knew that back when he saved her in the first movie. Like he, the first time she sees him is in that tech noir nightclub where Arnold starts shooting at them. So even in the original timeline, like nobody would have been able to tell Skynet that. So it makes sense that it would send a Terminator back and it to assume some kind of police authority figure with access to a lot of information because then it would know, like, okay, this fucking time vortex just opened up or something. somebody saw something crazy. Now I have a good probability of knowing that that's where, you know, I, the target is landing. That's, I think that's well, totally plausible. That's wonderful if they had actually explained that, but I, I'm limited to well, what they Why do you need it explained to you, though? Do they have to, like, you... One of the big problems I have with this movie is the just the staggering amount of exposition that characters like John Connor in this movie do. And but like I don't need that explained to me why the T one thousand would be a cop and it would be around. Why well, kinda need it explained to me that he just like shows up on the right block if they don't know where everybody comes out, they're just gonna be in LA somewhere, but he picks the right block. Well, I mean, they could have analyzed police reports from that, you know, time period and be like, oh, hey, there was like some abnormal event. And, like, but then if they know that, they could just put him right there in the alley. The police report, you know, will say like somebody it was saw pretty it damn in close. Like if I appeared in time ta- like, from, you know, the future and I was like had to convince some homeless guy to give me my pants or give me his pants. You know, that's like, you know, two, three minutes and the cop showed up in that time. So. I'm, yeah, but. Having driven, you know, around Los Angeles, no. It's like Jack Bauer making it from North L.A. to, like, South L.A. in 10 minutes during rush hour. It's just not happening. There is a certain amount of you have to suspend your disbelief because it's like, do you want to spend half an hour in the movie waiting for the T-1000 to figure out where Kyle Reese is? I don't. I think I, that would be more interesting if I don't like at all. the T-1000 <laughs> was tracking him down like Arnold tracks Sarah Connor down, you know, systematically. They well, felt they needed it would to... be a three-hour movie then. I well, guess yeah, they, they needed to compress it because they're like, yeah. that part in, I thought it was 84, is it 94? 84. 84. Um, th- that was like a really small portion of the movie. It was just sort of like a shoehorn in to be like, hey, there's Arnold. Hey, here's Sarah Connor. Go to the like future now because it's really hard to do like old tech scenes. 
So you can just use iPads. Nope, I'm not happy with it. I don't it. think that they needed to do that because this movie is clearly made for Terminator fans. I mean, people who aren't fans of Terminator are probably not going to go see this movie. And fans are already familiar with the universe and how things work in there. I don't think they, they really needed to explain to them why. See, I don't think this is just for Terminator fans, though. Like, it's going to be... Like my, like, my dad, I wouldn't consider him a Terminator fan, but he's seen Terminator and Terminator 2 and, you know, 3 and probably... What was that? Salvation or whatever the shit yeah, was. Yeah, Salvation. Um, and he was like, oh, cool, Arnold, Terminators, robots, sweet. And he'll go and see this probably or, you know, get it when it comes to DVD or whatever. And he, when we consider a fan, he's like, oh, sweet, Arnold's back. He does this goofy-ass smile. I'm like, yeah. And as an actual Terminator fan, it does kind of bother me that it's they're just like, oh, don't worry about anything making sense. We got to shoehorn in the part where Sarah Connor says, come with me if you want to live. And then fight sequence 1A57B begins. Well, yeah, all that shit, trying to do the one-liners and copying all the, the lines from the other movies, I, I don't like that stuff. I didn't like it with Jurassic World. I didn't like it in this. I think it's really cheesy and disrespectful. Well, that whole 1984 sequence was just that, in my opinion. Like, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. They should, have, they should have used 1984 to kind of create their own template with that or you know, paint their own canvas, as it were, instead of just having recreating that scene with the 1984 Arnold Terminator appearing on the you know with the punks and everything they should have just done it like we were just saying like have old arnold be the guy in the truck or something and just be like right there like hey what's up and blast him and then the fight commences that would have that would have worked better again to me yeah that's what i'm saying though if that would work better for that scene and then why even have the Kyle Reese fights chinese liquid terminator before he gets hit by a truck scene like that's just to have that sarah connor line there's no point to it. Well, I think it's just so people that are, you know, eating their popcorn and junior mints are like, hey, I remember that. Sweet. Haha, <laughs> I saw the first movie. Yeah, it's on, on Family Guy does Terminator. I'm just not a yeah, fan. Yeah, that's exactly it. That whole sequence was that. And then, yeah, you know, hey, once hey, remember when this happened? Yes, I do. So we can, you know. Yeah, so. Kyrie's is back in time. All right, let's go. Hey, Terminator, remember him? T-1000? Yeah, hey, remember this guy? He was dressed up like a cop last time. He's a liquid metal robot. Now he's going to run really fast. Remember this part? Yep, still remember this part. Okay, just checking. Just want to make sure you remembered. Remember Arnold smiling? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was part of the charm of Terminator 2 was when John Connor's trying to teach him how to not be like a creepy retard weirdo. But really, Sarah Connor replace that teaching or yeah. being the teacher for not being a creepy retard weirdo but it's it's done like in a ready-made tumblr gif way mm. arnold just turns around and smiles like there's a little bit of development in terminator 2 as far as like arnold being a creepy robot and the kid teaching him like for the course of the film like hey you know don't kill people maybe throw in a couple phrases that aren't like robot speak then arnold's like oh okay i get it well, I mean, that Arnold... He still never got good at smiling, though. I mean, no. That's, but it, and that's wait, what I'm saying, Arnold though. or the Terminator? The Terminator in the second, okay. in the second film. I don't know if you meant the actual he, like, I think they only did the smiling thing once or twice with yeah. him. So I believe that, too, that in this movie, middle-aged Arnold would still kind of be having trouble with 
smiling well, and making it not look weird. He was reprogrammed by someone, whatever the fuck convoluted thing they're going to have in the next movie, if there is one, to be like, you know, oh, we just kept his same, you know, programming, but, you know, his changes directives or something like that. Why put it in there? I don't know. Just because it's throwbacks and people like throwbacks. Okay. That's it. That's the whole reason they put it in because it's comforting. Like 90% of the population, when they see this movie, they'll be like, haha, sweet. Arnold saying the line and smiling. And Sarah Connor says something. Haha. Why is Danny here? Yeah. <laughs> but that that's why Terminator one and two are so good, because they weren't they weren't trying to do that. Well, but they were their own thing. Like they didn't Exactly. There was nothing they could do to there was nothing to emulate at that point. It was like Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's that's why. That's why they were good. But that's what this movie is. It's a reboot, so of course it's gonna pull from like the previous lore and whatnot and it's gonna have little throwbacks here and there. Because that's what a reboot does. It's like Hey, you know, a good movie hasn't come out and you know, when will Terminator 2 come out? I don't even know. 1991. So yeah, a while. A long time. It's like, hey, remember these cool things that were good back then? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, I remember them, but like it just... Pulls you into the movie. Like, so like someone sees a trailer and it's like, hey, Liquid Terminator. Hey, it's Arnold. Sweet. I'm going to go see it. Maybe it's going to be good like the first two. But the script just seems like it's in service of going from point to point on like the, hey, remember this. Yes. That's not a movie. That's just like a, that's an afternoon and eye movie. You could no, put that that's, together. They put all those hey, remember this things in the trailer so people will be like, hey, I'm going to go see this. And then they get them in their seats and they buy their popcorn and their junior mints and their Sour Patch Kids. That's or Sabaro. Or Sabaro. Fucking trash. It's a good franchise. I'm going to stand ruined. I'm going to stand by what I was saying that I think it is not a not a great, but it is an enjoyable film up until the point where they use Arnold's makeshift time machine and jump into the future. I think so after that it gets really minutes, fucked up. It's 40 minutes of passable yeah. film? 40 minutes of enjoyable film. I thought the highlight of that for me besides being in the future and seeing the final battle was the fight in Arnold's uh, you know, time machine basement thing with the 1984 Terminator that gets revived and the T-1000 I, I really like that part where Arnold just holds the T-1000 under the acid and just dissolves him like that. I thought that was pretty badass. I mean, that is what Arnold would do. That was kind of a cool way to finish off the T-1000 in like kind of a quick manner. They're just like, oh, hey, we set the trap because we knew where it was coming. But actually, how did they know the T-1000 was coming? Now I'm thinking about this a little more. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Could it be they wanted to get to that page in the script and send them forward into the future and just fuck it, whatever, eat your popcorn? <laughs> I, it could be argued, though, that they, if they didn't know the T-1000 was coming, they did know that the original Terminator was coming. Perhaps they were planning to just, after they disabled it, to take it down to where they have that acid, whatever it is, located and just melt him in there. Maybe it was little kid Kyle Reese that sent the Arnold that saved Sarah Connor back that knew the T-1000 would be coming because he was there when, like, in the police station when he was... No, my, my theory is simpler. You know, that's actually going to be what, it's, what it is in the next movie whenever it doesn't come out and I don't see it again. Nope. <laughs> Page 25 of the script in Microsoft Word. 
T-1000 arrives in basement. Fight sequence A-10B begins. The rest of the job's up to the freaking computer graphic artists? Yeah, rest of the job's up to people who graduated from the Dave School in Los Angeles. I believe it because, like I said, they probably plan to melt down the original Terminator down there where they have the acid because they don't want anybody to get a hold of the technology and do exactly what the company did in the first movie, which was take it out of the press and start using it to create Skynet in that, you know, uh, what they call that. Well, the arm wasn't in the press. That's why they grabbed it. And they grabbed the chip out of his head that was kind of also... Yeah, that was all... Yeah. But what would that be called? Like a time loop or a paradox? It'd be a temporal paradox. What would be a temporal paradox? That in the first two movies, essentially, Skynet create ensured that itself would be created by sending itself back. Oh, it's a causality loop. Right. Yeah. And so I believe that that's what their motivation would be in this one, that they would want to get rid of all evidence and destroy the original Terminator just to make sure not leave any loose threads before they jumped into the future. Because they were planning to go to 1997, right? To stop what they thought would be the original Judgment Day. And then Kyle Reese is like, no, no, you have to go to 2017. And for some reason, she believes him. Because he said some... Yeah. Well, no, that was a thing. Like, Danny was saying to the little kid Kyle Reese, like... You know, go in a straight line, whatever. So, like, that's probably how, like, he remembered the, like, split memory thing. Bam, right there. Who's Danny? Emily Clark, Sarah Connor, Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're calling her Danny. I just... Because that's how I fucking see her when she, like, gets all, like, scrunchy face. Like, okay, you're mother of dragons. Good for you. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'll start calling her Sarah Connor. No, you can call her Danny. I I get... No, I get it now. I get... Okay. I mean, no one in this movie is memorable, though. No. Its whole thing is just so fucking stupid. It makes me angry. Arnold did a serviceable job. Arnold always does a serviceable yeah. job. Arnold is yeah, just pretty good. But the, I, he's just there for the paycheck and to have a good time because Arnold doesn't give a shit. But there's some hack asshole who's in his producer's office or with his agent, like, saying, oh, it was a great movie, I'm going to win an Oscar, and the agent's, like, jacking him off under the desk, like, yeah, it was awesome, it's going to be a blockbuster hit in the summer, you're going to take down Titanic, buddy. <laughs> Just stop, stop it. I don't um, think that was happening. I, I don't think that happens either. <laughs> I'm sure just the people are like, hey, we know what we're making to a point. We're making a movie that has a bunch of throwbacks. It's a reboot. I don't think they... I don't think anyone on the project really expected to be like, hey, we're going to be, you know, the next big James Cameron type movie or whatever. It, they're like, we are what we are. We're making a reboot. I'll, or just pulling I'll guarantee from a bunch you of existing the, ideas. the writers felt that. Really? I will guarantee you whoever wrote this movie thought it was going to be awesome. Because I'm sure there are probably fan fictions out there that are very similar to this or better. I'm sure there is better fan fiction. I just, I don't know. It bugs me that it makes no sense from like the time trial perspective, but also that the key element that old Arnold is back in time. Like and they just oh, like completely like cover that up with like a sheet saying, Hey, sequel. Maybe. Yeah. It's like not, they should have just had them look right into the camera, break the fourth wall and say, find out next year. That's going to be in the Deadpool movie. It, that would make more sense in the Deadpool movie because 
Deadpool like inherently has that weird shit going on. Yeah, but Terminator doesn't have any of that sort of existing like fourth wall breaking sort of thing. Uh, but that's pretty much what it was though. Like, oh, it's classified, and like Arnold should have just looked at the camera and winked or something because it was so heavy handed. Like, oh, okay. That that line really fucking bothered me. I thought they were gonna come back to it later, and when they yeah, didn't, at the end, I was just like, "Wow, those guys are fucking assholes that just like are making a money grab off this." And then I look it up, and it's like, "Okay, they're planning a trilogy. Of course, they're gonna make a money grab off this." So. Yeah, of course you want to make the the money grab, crank out two other shitty movies. But, I mean, but they're movies people are gonna see are the thing because like still. It's Terminator, and a lot of people are just like, hey, yay, Terminator, Arnold. Well, I guess this is the Transformers argument, though, that if you just want to go see loud, noisy things smash into each other for three hours. But people pay to see that, so they're going to keep getting made. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Like the, the, I like the first two Terminator films because they were, like, the first one was a low-budget-ish film. Like, here is the concept. Terminator 2 is like, okay, first one worked out. Give me more money for the second one. And I'll make the real dream happen. Yeah. Now it's just like, hey, remember this? You like Transformers? We got some more loud shit happening here. There's a liquid metal Chinese Terminator that's going to have a great fight with Arnold. Buy your tickets. I don't remember anything that was as disorienting as Transformers, though, as far as like fight yeah. scenes and whatnot. This movie is much, much better than any Transformers movie that Michael Bay has made. I think it's in the same vein, though. That it's it, no, like, it is the same vein as far as, like, hey, we're making these movies because remember Terminator from, you know, 20 yeah. years ago. At least right. this movie has some semblance of a story. Whereas Transformers, there is no story. There's nothing. It's just robots hitting each other. There were some robots hitting each other in this movie, though. Yeah, but outside of robots hitting each other, there is some spine of a story in yeah. this movie. Whereas... It's all just hitting and gimmicks and shit in yeah. the Transformers movies. So I give it a little more credit than that. Actually, a lot more because Transformers is like the bottom of the barrel to me. But if you're just going to spend all that time to have this happen, like why not have a better story? Because writers are off doing other things. Instead of trying to like well. fly through the asteroid field of your existing time travel canon, like why not just tell the whole story about John Connor and Kyle Reese are fighting to get to the thing, the time chamber, and the movie ends with Kyle Reese going back in time. See, I would have enjoyed that movie probably more than what this yeah. turned out to be. Cause yeah. like that, but that would have been a real good way to wrap up the entire franchise, and they don't want to do that. They're like, we want to make this so that like, whenever someone goes back in time and alters it, Skynet just gets pushed you know, five years out in the future, and that's it. We're just going to keep making movies so we can keep making Skynet happen over and over again. Well, they, they could have done it. They could have done it this way. They, they could have made that movie and the whole movie about them fighting the final battle with Skynet, and the end of the movie is sending Reese back in time. They could have started the next movie with Matt Smith turning John Connor into the T-3000 or whatever he Or is. even ending yeah. what your theoretical movie is on that part where, you know, he changes him into the Terminator or whatever he does with him. Because right. like, you're like not a, really sure at like that point. Do like a shock ending. Like John Connor yeah. sacrifices his life. to, Or even better yet, if you want to tie it all together, doesn't the in Terminator 3, 
Doesn't that Arnold, who's in Terminator 3, isn't he actually the one who killed John Connors? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, but like three years after oh, yeah, yeah. this happened. But I, if you're going to play at the timeline, like why not play with it a little more? You know, have John Connors sacrifice himself, and then Matt Smith brings him back to life. That's, That's kind of what he did anyway. Yeah, but it's it's in service of sending him to like a random point in time to go back to talk to his mom in the hospital in 2017 to find out that John Connor has come back to pursue the technology that makes Skynet even though Skynet already exists in him. It just, like... <laughs> I just wave my hands around my head. There's, it, Why make it so complicated? That's a story you want to tell. I mean, if you have to do a sequel or a trilogy, you can split the story up more sensically than trying to, like, keep looping back on itself so you can keep putting it in the reset button so there's more story to tell. Well, uh, I think they just well, want to tell the same story over and over again, so... One audience knows what they are expecting. Two, that it's easier to write. Like, uh, yeah, it's very easy to write. It, I think that's the reason they're just going to be like, "Hey, you know, two, three years from now, if Arnold's still alive, we're going to bring him back in and have something else." He's going to that's lazy though. Play I don't face like that. service too. Like, well, if you want them to be not lazy, you're you're always going to be disappointed because they know what people want, and people just want more of what they already have. I mean, it's it's sad but true. Well, and it yeah. pisses me off too, but I think there's a certain point where you have to just accept that they're like, just, if, unless James Cameron comes back and wants to make a Terminator movie, they're not going to be great films anymore. It's just you've got the first two and you have to accept that the rest is just not going to compare. Just stop making them then. Well, no, you're not going to stop. People aren't going to stop making them because people are still going to go see them. Like, yeah, I realize they're always going to be a like a viable commercial vehicle, but yeah, they'll I, never ever stop. I they just can't be reasoned with. Reject the philosophy that you have to accept it. Like I think it's all shit. I agree that it's all shit, but people still go see it. Like the fucking aliens movies we've been watching. Like, there's no reason they should have made like Alien versus Predator or like two or Predator two. Like <laughs> those all were awful movies, and like people saw them because they're like yeah predators yeah aliens and like i know these things like they're cool looking they're badass looking at least in the first two movies but now they aren't but people still see them because they know what they want they want to see some cool designed alien and i guess that give just give them props to the first couple of movies that were actually good to those designers and writers and directors saying that oh they made such an impact on people's lives now shitty directors and writers and costume designers are able to pump out these, this shit that people will go see still because they like the first one so much. Yeah, but if it's like, if it's 1978, I don't know that I like Terminator yet. I don't even know what it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to give more credit to James Cameron for creating... I give James Cameron tons of credit, but I'm saying that if, if the argument is that we have to keep making these shitty movies that are based off of old movies because people like them, I they're mean, safe is a thing. Yeah, but the reason that they, they were created in the first place and the reason the franchise became safe is because somebody took a risk and it's like nobody knew that Terminator was cool before it was made. Like you have well, to I don't actually know when go out and make it. The timeline for when Terminator came out, but like if it was like a summer movie or something, but like when you're making a big summer blockbuster, I'm assuming you don't want to spend three hundred million dollars on a movie that's, you know, original IP and, you know, you have no idea if it's going to succeed or fail. You give like some, you know, director who's only done a couple indie films that were like mildly popular, like say, "Hey, go make something cool." They're going to be like, "Hey, we want to play this safe movie, whatever, during the summer, make our money back on that, so we can fund maybe smaller films." 
I understand that, but that seems like it's you know penny wise pound foolish though. Because like a certain point, you're going to be on Terminator 15, and people are going to eventually stop seeing it. Well, I mean, there's been like 13 Star Trek movies. <laughs> but they, right? they tell a different story in the Star Trek movies. Like, at least the plot is varied. If every Star Trek movie were, we have to go stop the Klingons, or we must rescue the Federation president before he's assassinated by the conspirators, if every movie were just a derivation of that, nobody would see it. Like, eventually they're going to run out of mining this same terminator time loop thing and i guess my point is that if terminator was originally this new thing that came out that nobody knew if they liked and now it's really cool 30 years later it's a safe bet you have to provide for another one of those to come out or you're going to be on terminator 15 and you're going to get zero dollars in ticket sales so the argument that you're making is pretty much the argument that a lot of people in and around hollywood and in the general movie going public wish that they would do it's just, I think that we're in a culture that doesn't value taking those kinds of risks. They would rather throw their money into a tent pole that they know they're going to make money on just because of economics rather than spend money that, you know, they're going to, they can't make a, a Terminator type movie on the Terminator 1 budget anymore because people just wouldn't accept it. They wouldn't accept those kinds of special effects. So they're gonna, they'd have to spend more money just by definition. And I think that if you give them the choice, they'd rather plow that into something they know rather than something they don't, but you which keep, is unfortunate. You keep plowing into something you know, but I'm saying that that may work for you know Terminator Genesis 1, 2, and 3. But eventually, at some point, you know... It's a, crop rotation. A number That's one, it. Arnold's yeah. going to die. Yeah, like, it, Arnold's going to die at some point. Yeah. And then number two, like you're go, it's, the steam's going to run out, and then you're going to have killed that franchise. And there are... Every, no, no, no. All no. these movies that are reboots that have come out are like 1980s, 1990s movies. Like they, you've the creation has stopped decades ago. You no, I, I, I hear you completely, and I agree. I wish they would take more risks and start creating different IP and different franchises. I mean, that's what I bitch about all the time. But all I'm saying is just it's just crop rotation. Like if they tap out one field. They just move it, let it lie fallow for like 10 years or something. They move on to some other field that they've plowed before that's ready to be plowed again, right? I mean, that. Well, my problem is. Unfortunately, that's how they do it. No, no. My problem is, though, that like people that see this movie. So, like, say you're a kid and you go see this movie, you're not going to hold the same, at least maybe, I don't know kids anymore. Maybe I'm getting too old. The damn kids. But, like,. They're not going to see this movie, in my opinion, the same way that I saw Terminator 1 and 2 when I was young. Because, like, it's not as good as a movie. So, like, when they get to the age where they're buying movie tickets for themselves and the, you know, the maybe in the executive's eyes in Hollywood, the fields are ripe again to, you know, be plowed for Terminator. They try to make another Terminator movie and it's just not going to be there because it's already, you know... The field's dead. Like, you know, the soil's gone there. Like, you can't put anything on top of this shit. Yeah, at, at some point, you're going to run out. Like, you're going to be down into the bedrock. Like, I agree. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, in 10, 15 years, the kids who saw this movie may not hold the same, like, nostalgic you know, regard yeah, yeah. as, you know, people who saw the first one when they were kids. That, that's what I mean, though. Like, at some point, you're going to be it from lack of new ideas or just from people saying like, oh, okay, I remember that when I was a kid, but it wasn't really like, wow. 
eventually it's going to stop. Like, I mean, when that does stop, I mean, there's still gems of movies that come out every once in a while. But, you know, that isn't the majority of movies that get remade or made or ever. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I think there are a lot of gems that come out pretty regularly, even. It's just the problem is that we hardly hear about a lot of those gems because they don't have marketing budgets like, you know, the Marvel movies and the Terminator movies and the tent poles. Yeah, I mean, Marvel right? will probably be the next thing that really gets, you know, redone in, you know, 15 or 20 years. Because, like, those are the movies a lot of kids are seeing and they're, like, buying, you know, the action figures and, you know, Happy Meals and whatnot with those in it. And they're like, yeah, Thor, yeah, Iron Man. So, you know, those are the type of movies that are going to be reboot in, like, 15 years, I think. I, I think that's probably a safe assumption because, like we've been saying, people just, they love going with what um, is comfortable to them, even though we purport not to, which is... It's a really strange thing, just like a, a human thing, I guess. But I, it's, a, it's such an interesting topic because it, it also brings up the, you know, begs the question of, okay, well, how original is Terminator really, the first movie? I, um, I tend to believe that, yes, this is an original idea that James Cameron had, that he, you know, may have drawn from some other sources and was influenced by them, but... At the time, it was pretty seriously, uh, it was the subject of a lawsuit. I mean, I think uh, Harlan Ellison sued Cameron and the distribution company because the story he claimed was basically a ripoff of um, some old Outer Limits episodes that mm-hmm. he had written uh, called like Demon with a Glass Hand and The Soldier, which together are basically the plot of Terminator. Okay. And... He didn't get any money out of it, but they had to give him acknowledgement in the credits to the movie that the story was inspired by stuff that Harlan Ellison had done. Well, I mean, um, so do people really? Is Ter- I mean, do people really like original stuff, or is Terminator itself just another example of how people are actually um, more likely to be receptive to the same stories told over and over again, just in a different fashion? Well, I mean. There's the whole, you know, hero's journey story, and people are comfortable with that kind of story over and over again, as long as it's, like, different characters and different, you know, plots. It's not always, you know, John Connor, Skynet, Sarah Connor, and, you know, Arnold. Like, when that story is retold over and over again, it gets stale, and it gets stale quickly. But, like, if you have, you know, different, the same story line, like, you know, hero does something, gets to the end of the story, conquers or whatever... And told in a different way or in, like, you know, a different fashion with different characters and different settings and, like, different elements they're, you know, going against. Those are the type of stories that people are like, wow, I like this story, but it's really the same story being told over and over again. I think this one, for Terminator, it's the same plot, the same everything. It's just reset. Oh, you're back in time. Skynet's here again. Oh, you're back in time. Skynet's here again. Well, I think you're you're getting at the one of the exact reasons why the movie just goes into the shitter for me after they do the time jump to 2017 because as i've said i'm okay with them going back and playing with the established lore a little bit just even if it's for just you know a cheeky reason to Mm kind of get a nod from the audience and they they do do that it just it completely goes off the rails once they go into 2017 because it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever and 
it just it doesn't it's not a movie to me after that. It's just like we have to get to the end of the maze. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, action scene one, action scene two yeah. until you get to the end of the movie and then it's like, haha, we're gonna make a sequel. And yeah. that was the whole like last half of the movie. Cause it it just you know, the, all the plot points where all the timelines are intersecting and, like, John Connor is, like, an app developer at, like, this fucking company now. No, he's and, Elon Musk. Yeah, and he's making, like, T-1000 juice in the time machine. <laughs> and, like, ah, uh, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie, like, I knew what was going on. And I could follow the story. It was clear in most ways now it's just not clear because i don't i don't get what that like why are they building a fucking time machine in 2017 like what what is going on here um why did arnold he said he had a fucking job there why was he not fucking trying to sabotage skynet like years and years before but no he just he helped fucking build it it idiot helped build it like why would they make him do that? Like but, but why Arnold would Arnold was nice and gave like Sarah Connor like access to doors and whatnot? I... Oh yeah, there's another thing that bothered me. Why I didn't he I... just put a bunch of fucking explosives in there and blow the place up instead of going through all that trouble to put her handprint in the system just so that like she could get in at the right time? You know, like oh he... well that that really, really bothered me. He said he was like on the construction crew, which means he would have made like you know steel beams and whatnot to build the foundation, not the fucking crew that like registers handprints into the system like i don't know that just really eked me a bit and the whole thing there was another scene in there that like arnold or sarah like shot a door and it opened and those that's just my real pet peeve about <laughs> movies yeah i know you've you said that you said that you hate that don't you yeah no and it yeah. just irks me every time i see it, i just get a twitch in my eye and it happened in this movie i'm like god damn it oh yeah it's kyle reese he shoots the door and it and it opens yeah it's end. just like yeah. shit on top of the shit cake already like yeah well, I hate, um, and the and the fact that that Arnold, they know exactly when Skynet's going to come online in 2017, and they're in 1984, and they have like fucking 30 years to uh, figure out that okay, we have to go forward, and they could have shown up five years earlier, and they could have like taken out Danny Dyson and his dad and John Connor, the Terminator friend, and all that. They they could have fucked up Skynet before John Connor's Terminator guy even got there. That's what I never <laughs> understood about like the whole you have to go to this exact point in time to like, you know, save someone or stop Skynet or whatever. Why don't you go like six months before, gain their trust so you don't have to be like chasing Sarah Connor around like while Terminator's chasing her around saying, like, you have to come with me, sort of thing. Like go there, be like, hey, in six months you're going to be attacked by a Terminator. You may not believe me, but it's totally going to happen. Like, try and explain to her, like, reasonably, like, sit her down at a waitress job or something. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. Why they don't just take two steps back and be like, okay, we get a little time to plan. Get my bearings so I don't have to find pants while I'm trying to, you know, kill someone. Why also is Nano John Connor wasting all of his time playing pretend at an app company? Well, it was setting up like, I understand he's developing the technology to make Skynet and the liquid metal. Yeah. But couldn't he just do that? Because Arnold, the fucking shitty Terminator, can build a time machine in his basement. Why does John Connor need to, like, monkey with the app company and shit? Couldn't he just... He didn't have the chip that Arnold got out of the T-1000. Right. But he comes back with all of Matt Smith's knowledge. So shouldn't, like, his super nanomachines be able to say, hey... 
don't bother building this company. Don't bother fucking with the building. Well, and just uh, go to the science store and buy all this stuff. I think you would still need resources on a industrial scale to make happen what he was planning to make happen. So it, that does make sense to me that... The whole basement time machine yeah. thing doesn't make sense, though. Well, still. then if you're saying that, though, why if he has to have the company and has to have the resources, why does he spend all of that time, like, you know, not just interfacing with the computer or tapping into the Wi-Fi and, like, uploading the, the schematics to do something? Why does he spend all that time being a limited human when no one's watching? I guess because he has to blend in. But no one's watching him. Like, he could lock himself in his office and just fucking get shit done, like, touch his computer and put nanites in there and done. Well, people might get suspicious. You know, you could you could figure out that there were nanites in a system. In, like, 2012? For like the, the random nanite check at everybody's desk? Well, yeah, think like about the it. security guy who like has to call in and wait like thirty <laughs> seconds before someone picks up and like, hey, there are no, nanites. No, no. Like, all I'm saying is that if like people are curious and if he were to leave behind clues or make unusual things happen, it invites curiosity from other prying eyes, and that is a risk because it could shut down the whole thing. So it's but in it's, his interest to make it look like it's the normal progression of like an app operating system thing. But it's not like, you know, somebody that has like a lot of good ideas that works a lot. Anyone ever goes up and it's like, man, like maybe the joke with him, like, hey, you work like a robot, man. They don't actually like, are you actually a robot? Like, do you have, you know, magnet machines inside of you? I, I don't. That that doesn't happen. Like you're just like, oh, you're a real hard worker. Like you're a real smart guy. Like you know, that happens. Right. Like, oh, hey, I finished this new thing at home. Oh, wow, what a fucking great idea. Let me check and make sure you're not a nano, like a nanite robot. Just, Let me like run a little like you know magnet sensor over you, right. like you know TSA does. Let me like, wave you with the wand to make sure you're not a nanite hybrid human who invented this, just in case. Yeah, that it doesn't make sense. He no- could have gotten it done so much faster. Like. Again, just waiting for the page in the script where Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese show up. So I probably think that the, what they wanted is that they they staged it as being that app because they wanted that countdown. With that, the, that's, yeah, which is that's cheesy, writing which to is fucking cheesy, I know. The, yeah. They want that countdown so that they give the characters something to race against, and that's that's fucking cheesy and stupid. And I don't like. Then they like throw the, the countdown out the window, like, "Oh, hey, it's right. progressing too fast now." Like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, skip it, time. it's evolving. It turns back into Matt Smith. Uh, in, uh, somehow. Uh, well, it, look mm-hmm. somehow. Mm-mm. To me, to uh, the characters in this film, like, I'm not going to touch Arnold because. He's he does a perfect job as the Terminator because he's been playing the role for like thirty years. He yeah, I have no doing. complaints about Arnold. I don't like Jai Courtney at all as Kyle Reese. I the only movie I've ever seen Jai Courtney in that I like him in is Jack Reacher, and I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he was completely miscast for this movie. I hate his take on Kyle Reese because he's a fucking whiner. He whines about everything, and I think the the Kyle Reese version that michael bean played would have shot this guy in the head if he had been in the same room with him like i just don't get how they get this in jai courtney brought this interpretation of the character to this movie i mean making all like his wisecracks and quips and stuff like that and complaining like oh you almost shot me and stuff and it's like okay dude like where is the battle hardened 
on-the-edge guy who was only focused on the mission that we saw in the first movie. And instead we get, you know... The guy who dreams about the underground base with the kids watching the fire in the TV and the, the robot getting caught at the door by the dogs, like, every night. Yeah, and I just don't see, if you live in that world, how can you, how can you act like Jai yeah, Courtney's yeah. character does in this movie? Why are you acting like Jonah Hill from 21 Jump Street? Like, why are you being a bro? Yeah, exactly. And I just, I can't stand that, and I don't, I don't like, I, I, uh, I don't like Jai Courtney, really. As an actor, <laughs> I just don't. I think, and and all his, you know, how when Michael Bean did it, you could tell like he was so emotional about it, and he was like very, very on edge, and looked like he could snap at any minute, and he seemed really desperate all the time. With Jai Courtney, it's like everything that happens, he gives the same unemotional response and facial expression, like, "Oh, trust me, we have to go to 2017." Uh, seriously, we got to go, guys, and. Okay, you're really convincing there. He's not convincing. I, you know what? I think that... I can't really say anything about Matt Smith because he's in the movie for... Like five seconds? Maybe yeah. a total of a minute. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, Jai Courtney, I'm sure he's capable of acting, but having had Michael Bean give that like iconoclastic performance, he's just some fucking loser. And yeah. I... I Amelia Clark, I, I really haven't. Honestly, I'll admit I haven't watched much of Game of Thrones, yeah. which I should. But she just seemed really miscast. She yeah, seems I mean, like a good yeah. actress, but she was miscast as Sarah Connor. Like she seemed like a really pretty Barbie doll versus, uh, you know, almost crazy person who has turned themselves into a living weapon, like Linda Hamilton did in T two. I think she's in there because she's hot right now. You think that's that's that, why they yeah. chose her? Yeah, of course. Because like, oh, hey, Game of Thrones actress, like yeah. on here, like absolutely. Yeah, that's the whole reason I the, think the Game of Thrones audience is so big. Like, oh, boom, she's in this movie. Nothing to do with Game of Thrones, but it's the same actress. And that's gonna pull in people that like, oh, like you know, I watched Game of Thrones and I you know saw Terminator a long time ago. That's like just more audience exactly. pool right there, yeah. like just to be pulled in. People who only watch Terminator may not go see it because oh, I don't know anybody in this movie except yeah. Arnold. Yep. But Amelia Clark, okay, I'm in. And that and like it was so strange for me to listen to it because Jack Courtney, who I believe is Australian, yeah, sounded more like an American person than Amelia Clark, who is well, admittedly English. But like, who the fuck was the dialogue coach here? I don't know. I just the same person did Salvation. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they made a bad they hey, made a bad decision. Salvation. With the casting. At, Sam Worthington is just not on the money, but Christian Bale's all right unless he's whispering for some reason. <laughs> when he and Sam Worthington are having that whispered conversation where Sam Worthington's strung up on the chains, like it's just what are you? Did you guys fucking forget? Like you're supposed to be not British? Like did <laughs> where are the drugs? <laughs> yeah, it's I I wonder who is in charge of that for this movie because it's like what. We got to go find the time machine, governor. Like, huh? What? Well, Are okay. You American? Jai Courtney <laughs> is is this generation's Sam Worthington. That's all I can think of. I mean, he's just the next evolution Sam of Sam Worthington's Worthington. already obsolete. Yes. Jeez, like, what is he? Thirty? <laughs> Jai Courtney is Sam Worthington two point Well, the guy's Jesus only Christ. had a career for like seven years, I think, because his big break was Avatar, but it came out after Terminator because of how long it took to do all the CGI and shit. 
I think Avatar was like his first big movie. Mm, really? Okay. Yeah. He hasn't been around that long, so he's already been obsoleted by Jack Courtney. Wow. See, that chronicle of the final battle with Skynet, that's what Salvation should have been instead of the shit fest that they served up to us. I'm trying to remember what happened in Salvation. I'm having trouble. Nothing happened that was important. It's okay. the, the last remnants of like the conventional military have banded together under Michael Ironside on a submarine, and John Connor is a super-duper commando. Oh. And they discover that it's a Skynet like, time travel project. They figure that out, and they start to touch on, like, the hmm, they're harvesting human skin and trying to grow it. Why are they doing that? But Because they need a pot pocket of machine inside right. of... The movie just ends on a, like a random, like, hey, it's Arnold, the T-8000 bajillion. We're not going to tell you what number it is, but it's Arnold. Oh, I do remember that. They just, like, showed up and, like, oh, hey, it's Arnold. Like, you know, he showed up for a day and got his, you know, head CGI'd and... Right. Then he went back to governing. And then, yeah, Terminator Salvation, I don't really have... I, it, move, it sucks, but I don't really have a big issue with it because it's like... It didn't, like, go back and... Everything's kind of in the future, so, you know, okay, you can have, like, giant robots that fire motorcycles out. That's really stupid, but fine, whatever. This, this just irks me because it's like, hey, we're going to go back and, like, fuck with the... Yeah, it's, it's like the amount of shoehorning or the amount of, like, trickery that Robert Zemeckis has to do with Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 to make them all like tie together. Except this has like none of the actual execution where it's like, oh, okay, fine, that's that's clever. Yeah, I think that's where this movie completely loses just all the competing timelines and paradoxes and like you just, by the two-thirds of the way through this movie, I just completely lost track of like, what the fuck? Like, what timeline are we in? What is going on? Um, what that I knew before has been erased. Like, I didn't get any of it. I mean, time travel is a cool concept, but I think you can take it too far. They twine too many threads together in this. And the guy who plays John Connor, seriously, what the fuck? Like, also, he's... Like, people have been saying, like, he gives a really intense performance. I thought he was really boring. And he, like Arnold says, he talks too much. He's, he oh, like he's explaining things just constantly. Just chugged before he did this. Yeah, well, he's just like, he needs to shut up because he keeps explaining things throughout the whole movie when he's a Terminator. And it's those scenes where I just wish that, you know, they would start a robot rock'em sock'em fight scene because everything he's saying is boring and they could have done it better by showing me. That's what annoyed me about his character me. too, though, is that like Terminators have not previously been programmed to give like the villain speech. Or like, but this I'm, one's supposed to be more human, but it doesn't really make sense because at least the portrayals of John Connor they've had up to this point still seem like he's, you know, battle-hardened commander, not yeah. app developer John Connor. Like the first Talk version of John Connor we see is the one who's looking out over the battlefield inside the bunker and it's like got scars all over his face and shit. Yeah. The, but this guy gives like the, 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 the Blofeld speech, like, well, Mr. Bond, since I have you, you know, strapped to my rocket, I'm going to tell you my evil plan. Not but that, that was throughout the whole movie, every yeah. time he was in a scene. It's like, hey, by the way, let me inform you on what I'm doing now, and here's why this matters. Like, okay, thank you. And I know where your bunker is. Yeah, like, all right, good. <laughs> High five, dude. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Another guy, though, who was like, are you supposed to be American, or are you somebody pretending? Like, what's up, man? Is John Connor secretly English? I would really yeah, want to know who is. the accent coach is on this movie. I think he is English. The actor, yeah, yeah. I know. But I'm saying, like, holy shit, you... Not to be, you know, too pro-America, because that's wrong or something, but you couldn't find a three, like, American actors you could stick in here, so you could at least have, like, that continuity. 
No. I mean, you have Arnold, who is always going to be Arnold, but then Michael Bean and Linda Hamilton and Robert Patrick. It just takes me out of the movie. Take it completely out of the movie? A little bit, like when people can't decide where they're from, yeah. It's a little annoying. <laughs> well, the, the final battle, because like, we're now at that point where we're at the final battle thing. and Such that it is, yeah. Yeah. Kind of stupid um, Arnold getting upgraded into the T-1000 Arnold. That's that's made no fucking sense. Like, like, yeah, it's just... Nah. Like, it how like, does oh, that work? Like, your, you know, beat up body gets thrown into, you know, some, you know, Lazarus pool and of, you know, liquid metal. And, hey, you're all rebuilt and good and your hand works fine. Like, okay. Hmm. It's a good Batman reference. I know, right? Lazarus pit, yeah. I'm impressed. Mimetic poly alloy. Yeah, I played Arkham City, okay? Batman is Ra's al Ghul? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, term, or Arnold's Ra's al Ghul. Or, yeah, Arnold, sorry. Got my heroes mixed up. Yeah. I just couldn't stand the ending, too, because even after everything they did and they fucking blew up Skynet and killed Genesis and all that crap, we like, see at the very end of the credits that, like, ooh, there was a secret core that survived. Tune in for the sequel. Yeah, or the guy who turned his phone into airplane mode when Genesis was being deleted or whatever. <laughs> like it, it's so see I, I actually I, I know it, that didn't happen but that I could totally see this movie doing some stupid shit like that like one dude like you know had his phone off the grid hiking or something and like he got back he's like hey like it updated it's doing shit yeah yeah that, it's like the one bacteria that survives and it like you know right. spreads out yeah which it's just but I I guess it, since we're at this point I'm wondering why they even bother with all this shit. Why not just go back? Like, as if the whole idea is to kill Sarah Connor so John Connor never exists. And they go through the trouble of going back to kill her when she's a little girl. Why not just go back to, like, Terminator 1899? Well, that's what happens. It turns into Back to the Future 3. Uh, Go back to, like, fucking 1215 when her great ancestors are farming mud in the English lowlands and just have Terminator shoot them. No one's going to stop you. Michael Bean's not going to show up with a laser rifle in a moor somewhere. I mean... If you go, okay, okay, just playing devil advocate because yeah. we're here at this point. If you go back that far, you know, killing some peasant in the fields working could have such repercussions because, you know, their, you know, great, 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 you know, grandson may have actually been, you know, the dude that found the hand that built Skynet. Okay, Rather than fair point, fair point. You go back too far, I understand you're killing too many people, but then just kill Sarah Connor's parents <clears throat> or go when her mom's pregnant and stab her in the stomach. Or find her when she's a baby and kill her in the hospital. Or kidnap her when she's three and cut her head off in the pedo van. Like, many different ways you can do this. But they, they, it seems like this movie, like Grant said, it's like everything has to happen at the last possible second. Yeah. Proximate to the event they're trying to influence. Which, like, for a machine, that's really stupid. That's, that's human thinking. Like, a machine would think, hmm, I can probably do this. And it'll do you know, the cut it thing. off at the root. Right? Yeah. That's all I can think of is that going back too far or killing people too far removed from Sarah Connor and John Connor and the regular characters has some, you know, temporal effect that Skynet doesn't want to mess around with. See, but that's a movie I would watch, though. I think that'd be cool. Much in the same way that Predator fan film of, like, the Predator fighting the Knights was cool. I think it'd be cool to have, like, the... The Arnold Terminator, not like the Liquid Terminator, 
See, in... I think that'd be a cool fan film as well, but it wouldn't get greenlit to be like Arnold goes back and fights some, you know, great ancestor of Sarah Connor yeah, with like they, a sword and shield. It would become Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Where, <laughs> you uh, know, I missed that one. Like Hopefully, they get sent back to time. Japan and become yeah. samurai. Yep. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right. And it was really bad. And I feel like that's how a Terminator, like, you know, 12th century Terminator movie would be. Like Arnold gets know. sent back in time and he becomes a knight or you something. You to put him back that far, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like Wild West Terminator or 1930s Terminator, no laser rifles and shit. You've got to kill him with your single action pistol. Who knows? But I think the important thing is it makes no sense. It doesn't. I, I think I'm going to stick with that. The whole plot doesn't... It tries to make sense with all the endless exposition that they try and give, but still it just falls on its face. Which seems like what John Connor's purpose is. Like, somebody yeah. must have read a draft of this and been like, oh, fuck, this doesn't make any sense. Quick. We, we need some dialogue just, like, plugged right. in there for... To help the audience. Give the guy who would know it out of anybody, just have him explain all this shit and just shovel it in there. Yeah. But when you have to do that, I think it's kind of a failure. My verdict, this movie's shit. Um, I, if it's ever on TV in a few years, I'll only watch the first 30 minutes and then switch to another channel. That'd be my advice. Go buy a ticket for this or buy a ticket for a cheaper movie if those exist. Go sit through the first 30, 40 minutes and then walk out and watch something else. Yeah, try and plan it so like you go in like when Terminator is starting and then yeah. your movie's going to start 30 minutes from then. Exactly, yeah. Try to find the closest possible showing of a film you want and then just bail. Yeah. That's a good plan. It's a pretty good plan. Just take a long shit. <laughs> they the don't actually check ever, do they? No, but I'm saying if the usher is going to check, they're certainly not going to follow you into the bathroom. That'd be weird. So just hang out, and then when the time comes, walk back into the theater like you belong there. No, I mean, I've just never seen an usher actually, like, you know, oh, eye no. people or whatever. Those kids don't give a shit. They're fucking teenagers getting paid minimum wage. What do they care? Okay. It doesn't well. matter to them. <laughs> so there you go. That's a approved plan from Super High Sci-Fi. Mm -hmm. Go buy a ticket for a different movie you want to see, and then duck What movie should they go see right now? That's... Infinitely Ooh. better. I mean, Jurassic World, it's, I mean, it's okay. It's better than this. Jurassic World is better than this. Yes, I had a better time watching that. Uh, I mean, Mad Max is out of theaters. I've heard that's good, but... It's out of theaters? It's, it's probably limited showing in theaters at this point. I'd say if you can swing it, go see Mad Max, but sit through the first 30 minutes of Terminator. If, yeah. you, if it, the timing works out. I think Ant-Man's coming out soon. You might want to wait it, for that. A good thought. Yeah. Excellent thought. Yeah. Wait for Ant-Man. Go sit through Terminator. I mean, I'm not sure how Ant-Man's going to play out. Just based on Marvel's track record, I'm sure it's going to be I think it's going to be good. This. I think, yeah, based on Marvel's track record overall, Ant-Man is probably going to be... And their last, at, their last unconventional movie was a huge Grand Slam hit, so I've got to give it to them on this one, too, that I think they, they know what they're doing. Well, even their weaker movies, like I think Thor, The Dark World, is kind of one of their weaker ones. It's still much better than Terminator or Genesis. Yes. So Ant-Man, definitely go see Ant-Man and sit through Terminator's first half an hour. That's a good plan right there. Solid plan. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to you next week, I guess. Sure. <laughs>